Boom. That was so much better. Yeah, that was better. You practice it. Yeah. Um, well, I was definitely ready for this conversation. We ran into somebody yesterday in the hallway here. Where are we at again this weekend? We are at the Data Driven Salon Summit here in beautiful Atlanta. It's a great day. Yep. Um, the event is sponsored by the folks at Zizor. And Zizor also happens to be sponsoring this particular podcast today. Yes, they are just all over the place. So well, thank you guys. Thanks, Zizor. So hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shop Talk podcast brought to you by 124Go. I'm your co-host, Chris Suleme, and I'm here with my great friend, as usual, Mr. John Palmieri. And we have an amazing <laughs> guest today. <laughs> um, and, you know, as these things go, you come to these events and you hear special people that you don't always, or you bump into special people that you don't always get to play with right. on your own salon field, which yep. is why we come to these. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you meet people that you didn't even hear of or you hadn't heard of a few weeks ago who are on a, a mission. And it's just always so nice to, to hear somebody share a little bit of their bright light right. or you know their energy around mm -hmm. people getting better and doing better in this industry. And helping, I think, hairdressers maybe to realize that each of us individually mm -hmm. has the opportunity inside of our hand, in, hands inside of our mind to make our career whatever we, we want this thing to be. Yeah. Um, and that most, mostly what we maybe have accepted as par for the course or what most of the industry has accepted as par for the course isn't, doesn't have to be your destiny. Right. You can do more to drive that. And so uh, we are here with Miss Ashley Tolliver Williams. Right. Yes. And she is the owner of Fringe Salon and Color Bar. Right. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's in Houston, Texas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, fantastic. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you. So this conversation. Yeah, this is going to be a fun conversation because we talked to Ashley a little bit before we started to kind of get to know more about her and, and her mission and what she's doing. Um, yet I always think it's really fun to find out how you got here. And what I mean by that is how the heck did you become a hairdresser? How did that happen? How'd you get here? Yeah, I've been a hairdresser for 17 years. I actually stepped away from the chair in December of 2017. But before that, I was an active hairdresser behind the chair. Yeah. And I really came into this industry as a it was supposed to be just a breaking moment. Yep. You know, I was in college as a math major sure. at a major university and I came home and told my parents I just needed a break because of some personal stuff. And yep. my mom suggested it and I responded and told her like, I am not gonna be some dumb hairdresser. I'm yeah. above it. And yeah. the reason I said that is because the only hairdressers that I knew at sure. that point worked yeah. out of their garage yeah. right. and had their three-year-old hanging yeah. around their leg yeah. when they were doing our hair, gossiping about everybody in the yeah. town. Right. Yeah. So I didn't aspire to be that That person, wasn't what you wanted. Right? Yeah. So anyway, through meeting someone, my parents met someone, connected me with her, and she sort of, she'd been to Paris and she'd seen all of these other sides of this industry yeah. that I didn't realize existed. Right. Talked to her mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know what? This will be fun to do for a minute and then I'll go back to college. Right. Yeah. And so I went in and just through some other personal things that were going on, decided to end up going to work in a salon mm -hmm. after I was done with cosmetology mm -hmm. school. So I'll still just do this for a minute, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, well, because, like I said, I'm a math major, my brain is a lot more analytical. If you yeah. said pre-book clients, I pre-book clients. If you right. said sell, sell retail, I pre-book, or, or sold retail. Yeah. And so doing the business behind the chair was always pretty easy. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and then the technical stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. I really, at that point, just life didn't ever let up for there was, me to go back. There was never, I got busy. A, never a good time when you're earning a good living right. to go back to school right. or whatever, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So there I was, and I was just, you know, in this industry, always felt like a little bit of an outsider because I'm not that just 
sort of live by emotional creative sure. um, right. space, but I don't live in that space in the way that a lot of people do. But um, essentially, I mean, that's that's the end of it. That's mm-hmm. the hairdresser story. What, what I like about what you just said is, and we believe, number one, we believe two things. We yeah. believe uh, that hairdressing saves lives for lots of different people. We yeah. think a lot of people that don't feel like they fit in yeah. um, find themselves in this career in, in some ways. Mm-hmm. But to somebody who felt like they fit in and somebody who was fine, it was interesting to hear you say, well, I might be different. And here's yeah. the deal. Welcome to the club. Yeah. We all think we're a little different, which right. is a beautiful thing, and we all bring something, you know, a little bit a little different, different to the table. table. Yeah. 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 So from there, you did the salon ownership thing, and you and I just came across each other through social media, mm-hmm. um, and it looked to me like you were charging something up. It looks to me like you're about to release maybe a little bit of this energy or knowledge to the world that's probably been accumulating over the years of growing your salon. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your salon growth history for a little bit. How did you become a salon owner? Um, and and what what's transpired since then to lead you to where you're kind of at now? It's, again, a sort of by default story. Right. I mean, the salon that I was at was closing, mm-hmm. and there were three of us that wanted to work together still, and both of them were in what we thought was the end of their careers. Sure. And a little space on Sunset Boulevard in Houston, Texas came available. Mm-hmm. A client told us about it. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately go to them. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys should open a salon. And they're like, no, I'm not opening a salon. Right. So I'm like, you well, I'm only it. 25 years old and I don't know anything. Like, why would I open a salon? But anyway, fast forward, mm-hmm. I opened the salon. It was right. a four chair rental salon. Mm-hmm. They rented from me. We just yeah. enjoyed being together, all of that stuff. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, six months into it, I was like, holy smokes, what did I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I yeah, was making way less. I was making yeah. way less money than I was making yeah. when I was working for yeah. somebody. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't even think I could have spelled the word profit. Like, right. there's there's nothing that I even knew what was happening. And I swirled around in that space for years. I think it was year four or five. Mm-hmm. I'd had my second child, mm-hmm. and I was really busy behind the chair. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to hire somebody, but I yeah. also knew that I wanted to hire somebody that could grow to fill that fourth chair. Sure. Yeah. Well, the process of that mentoring a young person, yeah. I just fell in love with that. I yeah. loved teaching her and showing her how to grow and all of that stuff. Yeah. So then it became, well, now what are we gonna do? Yeah, because right. now we're in this space, I'm still doing all of this work, I'm yeah. still not making as much as I would if I was working for somebody else. Yeah, right. And we really didn't have opportunity to grow in that right. space because mm-hmm. it was so tiny. There's no career path, it's yeah. like, this is it. Well, and there was no, but even yeah. even simple things, like there was no parking. Got so it. even if we wanted to grow, Recording. we wouldn't have been able to yeah. do it in that space. Yeah. So I became an educator probably two or three years into owning that salon yeah. for a color manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was going into all of these big salons. So yeah. I started scouting, like, where can I go? Right. Where can I go work? And yeah. where can I take my yeah. people? Let's close yeah, the yeah, salon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go over yeah. here. Let's go be successful. Right. right. And holy, I mean, I was like, the more that I got to meet these top salons in the industry, I mean, people right. that people, I heard people yeah. talk about when you as an educator sure. learn that you're going to go in and teach at this salon. Yeah, right. you're, you're feeling like, a little nervous. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's be awesome. And then I'd walk in and I'm like, this? how do you have a business? Yeah. Like they all hated me. They yeah. all hated the educator when they, they walked in. They all hated each other. Hated each other. Yeah. Yeah. Super entitled. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to learn anything. Yeah. Had told the salesperson that they wanted this, this, and this, and then show up like they just ungrateful. Yeah. And I'm like, what world am I in right yeah. now? 
right? Yeah. So I still want to grow people. I still want to see things happen. I know things need to change in the business. I don't know what needs to change, right. but I knew we weren't going to be able to do it from that location. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my passion for growing people really grew into, okay, well, we've got to open a bigger space, right. found a location, yeah. did that whole story and yeah. ended up opening with this mm -hmm. thought process. We're going to build this salon yeah. that really focuses on a team really loves education yeah, and right. we don't show up for educators the way that those other people showed up for me sure. and that we really truly focus on delivering an amazing guest experience yeah. so that's really how fringe started yeah. know what she and did don't you she was building a culture yeah she was <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> i knew that was on your mind i was just waiting for the question there it is i don't want a question i just want to state the obvious yeah nice culture by the way yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of culture. <laughs> um, and so from there, you worked behind the chair for a while. By the way, you're an educator also. I feel like, do you still work for a manufacturer or anything like that? Or I do. I, okay. I do. I'm the national chairman of the U4 business team. So I okay. um, develop curriculum yeah, and, yeah. and lead a team of educators. And yeah. I do a lot of training on there. When an educator first comes into their yeah. network sure. to train, yeah. I also do a lot of training with yeah. their beginning, starting educators. Got it. Totally awesome. get it. Mm -hmm. So you know, fast forward a little bit now, you grow the thing and you said you came out from behind the chair in 2017. Mm -hmm. um, so it sounds like you went from, I have this vision, yep. we're gonna develop this culture. Mm -hmm. We put some operation strategies, some business practices into place that, you know, are, prob are driven by the vision. Right. Um, and now you've grown up to a point where it's now less valuable for you to be behind the chair than it is for you to be behind the chair in order for the health of the business to grow. Mm -hmm. um, and so talk a little bit about that transition. And I want to frame it for a second. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that have listened, listened to this, mm -hmm. a lot of people that work inside of our company, mm -hmm. um, they come in literally from hair school, the yep. hair, you know, CUNE Academy by 124. They go and work in a Genesis brand salon. Yep. They grow up through a Genesis brand salon. They might go to a Salon 124 group. Right. They might go into management and leadership. Yep. And now we're giving people opportunities to do even bigger and better things. And I think there's a lot to be said for the all of the options and opportunities that this career has. Mm -hmm. That that hairdresser back in the garage that you saw so many years ago yep. didn't see. That wasn't available I, and I believe 80% 90% whatever you want to call it doesn't mm -hmm. number doesn't matter lots of hairstylists what's available caps out for them at get really busy get varicose veins work until I fall over yeah that's what I believe mm -hmm. and so what I love about this is to me you're a young person I look at you I'm looking at a young person you know you're way younger than us and um, and you, you're, Chris is you've old. now like, I've just aged really well. <laughs> and now you're like capping another level of your, you've already had three literal, literal careers. You had the salon owner who was too busy for anything and not making lots of money. Mm -hmm. You had the, I'm jumping ship, the realization of, you know what? I don't want to jump ship because it looks like their, their green lawn is spray paint. Right? So let me come back to my lawn and water it and grow it. Yeah. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I saw is that I'm a pretty, I, I don't, it's not an ego driven thing. Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty confident person. Yeah, fair. Yeah. And I don't find, I don't find Just time to sit there and mm -hmm. compare myself to other people. Yeah. Right. 
think about how I suck. It's like if I recognize that I suck at something, let's just make it better. Yeah. So I always kind of looked at things that way. And that yeah. might be the more analytical side of sure. me. I don't want to just yeah. sit in the emotion of it. Right. Like if I sucked at something, I'm going to go learn it and right. then I'm going to get better at it. Yeah. And so I never looked at anything like, oh, woe is me or anything right. like that. Sure. But what I recognize is that that's not the majority of hairdressers. Yeah. And when I was behind the chair and I was a mentor and I was an educator in the salon right. and I was a, the busiest stylist right. and I was bringing in the most money and I was yeah. this, I was the example, but I was also the deterrent for mm. anyone else to feel like they could be as you successful as me. You were right. the cap. And so it was always, if I was always going to be the best person in the yeah. salon, and I right. say that in quotations yeah, because I sure. wasn't actually the best sure. at everything. Right. Sure. It's just people it was the perception. visualize it yeah. that yeah. way. Yeah. And so in order for me, in order for our business to grow, and I actually yeah. said it to my team like this, I sat down all of our leadership and mentors, yeah. and this was in the summer of 2017. Yeah. And I looked at them and I said, if Fringe is gonna move forward, it's gonna have to move forward without me as the face of it. Yeah. And what I mean by that is if right. I'm always the best one, yeah. if I'm always the one yeah. that everybody's looking to for every answer, for everything, right. we're yeah. gonna die. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that realization, I had to, like recognize that it didn't matter if I wanted to keep the relationships with my guests. Right. It didn't matter. That was all about me. Yeah. And at That's the all end about of the you. day, at the end of the day, everything in that business starts and ends with me. And yeah. so every problem that we have is me. Right. Yeah. Every solution that we have is yours. with me. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything is me. So once I had that, that I got in that frame of mind sure. where it was like, I have to start looking at what the business yeah. needs. It's right. not about what I need. Right. What the it's business not about needs. what I want. What the business right. needs. It's yeah. what does yeah. the business need and what the business needed was for me to get out from behind the chair. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, we have that conversation whenever, you know, there are times we work with salon owners who come to our salons and want to see what we're doing, we see what we're building. And in the end, it's always like, well, you're going to help me out, right? You're going you're to help me out. And I was like, well, here's the thing. I'm going to help you as much as I can, but I'm not here for you. I'm here for your business. Right. Yeah. Whatever we can do to help your business grow, in the end, we'll help you. But to that perfect, you know, mindset that you just displayed, in the end, it has to be the business. It can't be you. Yeah. And I think for too many salon owners, we're stuck there. Right. That is our identity. That is who we are. We built this thing after all. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. The clients tell us how amazing we are day in and day out. Um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about what we had talked about off air. Right. Uh -huh. And you had shared this a little bit with us. Was this thought about you know, we come to hairdressing, and it's kind of how we started this off. I asked, you know, why hairdressing? Mm -hmm. But one of the things that you pointed out before we were off air was the reason that people come to this industry is because well, we want to make others feel good, mm -hmm. right? That's that's our. We like that feeling of how we make somebody feel, how they look in the mirror, and how they have that sense of confidence. But I think you've drilled down on something more than that. There's more to that thought, and more to that feeling. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, for a long time, in the industry people would ask me like let's say before I owned a salon yeah. people would say you know oh my gosh you're successful you should open a salon which yeah. every hairdresser sure. listening yep. I guarantee you yep. has had Here's that said all, right. so everyone they're right? saying it now yep. right yeah <laughs> saying it now it. Yep. so and I can remember looking at those clients right. and saying you're out of your mind right. I would never employ a hairdresser right. yeah. ever yeah. Yeah. I could never do that yeah and so for a long time I told you guys I felt mm -hmm. out of place in the industry yeah. Yeah. because I was just different than mm -hmm. most right and really what it came down to is that I didn't understand really what hairdressers wanted. Well, when I started growing them and we had to recruit, I would go into cosmetology schools. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a big question asker. Yeah. I yeah. love, love, love to ask questions, sometimes to the frustration level of other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would always open up with why this industry? Yeah. 
And 95% of cosmetology students would say, I want to make people feel beautiful. I right. want to give people confidence. I want to make them feel good, like you referenced. Right. Yeah. Well, I started really looking at this. So if this is what people wanted, that's not what I wanted when yeah. I came into the industry. That wasn't why I did this. I came into the industry Trying because- to take a break. So I, yeah, try yeah. to take a break. Mm -hmm. So I try to figure out, well, what's at the core, like fundamental of that? Why mm -hmm. aren't they able to be successful when they want to do this so much? Right. And so of course it's business and all of this stuff, but mm -hmm. the big realization mm -hmm. came from, so when a guest gets done in the chair, you finish that blow dry, right? right. The guest says what? Mm -hmm. You're the best. Yeah, you're the God, best. You're can you amazing. come home with me? Nobody, Nobody can do hair. it like this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the hairdresser, like it's like that gigantic like hair yeah. flip, like, yeah. oh yeah. my god, I know. I Thank am, you so I am much. I'm amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what goes in your head. And so what we realize is that hairdressers mm -hmm. came into this industry to make people feel good and feel right. beautiful because it makes them feel good and feel beautiful. Right. It tackles that lack of confidence yeah. that the majority of this industry right. lives in yeah. and lives with. I now and I'll and I'll say the majority of people. I, I believe, yeah. you know, I believe it's right. a, hairdressing, our, our industry, if you were to go to car salesmen or go to doctors mm -hmm. or go to, if you take a look at anybody that values on their time, we were just talking about this with Jason Everett, yeah. any, any human being that has to put a value on their trade for time mm -hmm. and right. talent mm -hmm. yeah. has a real trouble, they're really disillusioned on what that can be worth and mm -hmm. what it actually is worth. Mm -hmm. And then internally, the desire and need for outside feedback to like approve of mm -hmm. yes ashley this is a great haircut yes. yeah you're you know amazing yeah i wish nobody can blow dry my hair now the client here's the reality the client's feeling great right now right. and they're giving a genuine compliment mm -hmm. but we to your point we come to need that need approval that. right right yeah. right in order to feel like we and god forbid i'm sure you you know this is in your stuff somewhere God forbid we have the one guest who we don't satisfy that day. Right. We're freaking crushed. Yep. Not only are we right? crushed, they're crazy. Yeah, they're crazy. Right, and yeah. The blame them, use, right. We go to the blame. We go to the industry, you know, yeah. fall back all the time. Well, they're crazy. Right. Well, they're crazy. Right. They're crazy because they didn't like the work that we did. Right. You know, what's really happening there is we didn't get that, that peace that we need from them, right? Yeah. That affirmation, that, yeah. that piece of confidence. You know, I want to reference something this month because um, we've kind of declared may as uh mom, mom boss, boss may mom. yeah so <laughs> we got another one sitting right here you've got two little ones i've got four four I wow. Have four. wow yeah that's a whole other story yeah <laughs> we'll save that for at the end yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the four but this is going to go on a, a weird question so we and give me a minute to format it all right so we have a lot of people not just in our industry but in industries on a whole mm -hmm. who are lacking confidence right mm -hmm. Um, and for us as hairdressers, we found our, our gateway drug, right? And our gateway drug is to feel good mm. about making other people feel well, good, but. right? Um, and we get caught in that and we love it and we can't get enough and we want more and we want more. We almost use that, that as an excuse for our behavior, right? I don't know you that well, right? But I know at least this much. You come to the table, literally, to this picnic table we're sitting at. <laughs> um, you come to the table with a little bit more confidence, I think, than we see in most people, right? Um, and being a mom. And Even the successful ones, by the way. Yeah. Being a mom, and at the risk of being goofy, being a woman and a mom, you know, those two go, obviously go hand in hand. Um, but is that, 
would you say that's worked for you, that's worked against you? Because I think sometimes when you have a, a woman who's confident, right, a woman who's self-assured, a woman who knows her numbers, right, who knows her stuff, you're laughing at me. I think I know where you're going. Um, how does that show up, you know, for you? For me or for other people? Uh, I guess for other Both. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go there. Um, I have been, gosh, it has been such an evolution for me yeah. to be able to um, to lead people. It's been an evolution for me to be able to be who I needed to be for people. Mm -hmm. Because because I do live in that space, yeah. I have been told that I am, um, people can't read me, sure. I am intimidating, mm -hmm. I am this, I am that, like all of those words that come with, right. you know, mm -hmm. this quote unquote confidence. Right. But what i really had to do and this is i mean what we all really have to do depending upon what your goal is and what you want in life yeah. what you want to in your business yeah. i mean you have to become whoever that is that people right. need yeah. Yeah. so there are elements of myself because i'm not a big feelings person and i'm industry in an industry of right. feelings yeah. i have to learn how to be okay mm -hmm. with other people living in a feeling sure, space, sure. but help them understand how mm -hmm. to take those feelings and actually use those feelings right. to do great yeah. things. Yeah. And maybe at some times we have to figure out how, how to, to remove them aside. those yeah. feelings set them aside. in order to do business. And right. that's one of the biggest things. So it is an advantage, right. but yeah. the trouble or the, the hardship comes, mm -hmm. if it's a hardship, sure. yeah. comes the challenge, for me, right? the yeah. challenge, the thing yeah. you have to navigate, comes for me. Mm -hmm in being able to reach other people. And this right. is actually mm -hmm. a, um, a friend of mine who's, who's actually mm -hmm. my um, business partner. Mm -hmm. His name's Timothy Humphreys. Mm -hmm. Tim said to me, he's one of the ones who told me, he's like, people yeah. say that they can't read you. And yeah. I got furious. <laughs> like I was like, well, you know, I mean, expletive, expletive. Right. I'm like, who cares? You right. know, da, 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 da. what does it matter? They're yeah. crazy. Four, like, four, four why letter do I have yeah. to be something yeah. for somebody <laughs> yeah. else? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he that was a very uh, hairdresser of you, by the way. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, he looked at me and he knew yeah. what I wanted. He knew that I wanted to affect, yeah. like, see this yeah. industry created in a different way. Yeah. I want to see yeah. things move and evolve. And yeah. he's like, how are you ever going to be able to reach people yeah. if you won't connect with people? If people won't approach you right, and you yeah. can't connect to people. Right, yeah. right, right. So it was a big, like, in-the-face conversation to have, right. but it's taken a massive evolution on my own part sure. yeah. in order to get to the space that I need to be for people. Sure. I, I believe we all think we're, you know, we would have to do this to, like, get through the day, right? We yeah. all think we're right about something, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we're, you know, we, we've made enough guesses throughout our history and have enough success behind us to go, I'm right about a pretty lot of stuff. Right. It's really hard sometimes when you uncover and discover that I've got something that's holding me back and I'm the one who's trying to pull everybody along. J right. Jason just said it in yeah. the last podcast. You know, here he is, the coach of coaches. Right. Right. And what, you know, a, a great energy just like this. I mean, just great conversation. Um, and he was like, I have a business coach. I have a health coach. I have a this coach. I have a mindset coach. And he basically yeah. said, because I am the biggest problem in my company. Like you said earlier, mm -hmm. if, if, if the company, you know, depends on me, well now with a mission, you know, I'm, I'm not to go into coaching, but, but you know, with a, with a mission like yours, it's like, yeah, that's the reality that every day I have to, I have to uncover and discover that wherever I was yesterday isn't. It's not that I'm not enough, I'm enough, but it's that my skill set needs to be refined and that some of those skill sets are mm -hmm. soft skills. Right. And you know, um, that's that's even the reality in like really big business. It's like, you know, 
really big businesses will make a really big contract with a group of people that they simply like or connect working with mm -hmm. having nothing to do with numbers. Yeah. Um, so it's a great realization and it's also, I love it because that super busy stylist that wants to have a, yeah. they want to jump, or that manager that's struggling with their team. Right. You know, if you could, as Jay said, you know, in the last conversation, and you just basically said too, look in the mirror and go, look, like it or not, this is holding you back from connecting to the exact group of people that you're trying to get mm -hmm. to move forward. Yeah. And the thing that's holding you back is the thing that you're probably, probably gave you 95% of your success. Mm -hmm. You know, that right. one idea that, okay, now I have to actually, I love, John shows up to the salon with ice cream, right? Yep. It's the funniest thing of all time. And it's one of the, you know, for me, that was like when I heard, he showed up with ice cream and now, but and now boy, what a breakthrough. Yeah. yeah. And silly as it may sound, like the connections that I've watched that make in our company mm -hmm. with people, it's like, I know I, when I first came on board, I was like, dude, I'm not going to bring, I know I'm not going to bring ice cream, but like, <laughs> what do I do to right. get yeah. some, build some relationship here? You know, so well, being to, you know, going to that part about your partner telling you people can't read you, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because here I am, you know, I'm mm -hmm. older than most of our hairdressers, right? Mm -hmm. I'm tall, mm -hmm. I'm loud, mm -hmm. right? I dress it all black, <laughs> right? And then here's this new hire coming in, and oh, by the way, I'm gonna tell you what to do, right? Right? How does that work, right? Right? And like you, I'm not quiet, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not, well, maybe not quiet, but I'm not shy, right? Um, and so for ice cream, for me, is that is that tool. You know, it's it's me being open because it's not just the ice cream. No. It's I will sit down at the back table yeah. and we'll eat it together and we'll hang out and we'll talk about the bachelorette because that's the thing I like to talk about, right? But all of a sudden it builds that rapport and builds that connection. Um, so you've made this observation, right? You've made this observation that as an industry, so surprising as it sounds, we lack self-confidence, right? Mm -hmm. And that shows up so many different ways in trying to build your career. And now you've kind of had this thought, maybe it's been percolating in your head for a while, but you decided to do something about it, right? You decided to kind of build an education program around that. So tell us about what you're doing, what you're building, uh, what's happening next. So I'll share as much as I can okay, right sure. now, because yeah. there's still, there's still, there's still there's classified there's information, <laughs> classified information. Um, and I would love for, well, how about if you get to the part about what you think about what that's going to be instead of silent, telling us what it is. How's so that? we know that there are fundamental tools that hairdressers and salon owners need. There are sure, fundamental right. tools that people in this sure. industry need, sure. and we've been avoiding them and ignoring them and trying to make them into something else for a very long time. The mm -hmm. fact of the matter it is, is is that it's it's very simple you said something before we started this conversation that salon seven out of ten salons have been unprofitable mm -hmm. yeah. since time forever since and that's gonna time. and it's never right. gone away and yeah. we keep talking about it and right. so like yeah. we're you know we're at a conference yeah. we talk about it yeah. and we talk about it and yeah. we talk about right. it and it's like Who's going to do something about it? Are like, you telling me you're done talking about it? I'm so sick of talking about it. <laughs> I'm so sick of talking about the past. Right. It's like, what are we going to do to move forward into the future? Sure. And until we start having different conversations, yeah. until we start teaching something different, we've been sure. teaching the same thing yeah. for how long? Right, right, right. Until we start teaching something different, yeah. it's not going to change. Yeah. And what we recognize also is that let's just say that the people at the top of the industry, yeah. right? There, yeah. there are yeah. certain people that are controlling controlling the, the industry, look right? Yeah. Yeah. You look at the professional beauty industry mm -hmm. yeah. and where the majority of the money is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the majority of the money is yeah. there, right? Mm -hmm. But the majority of 
where that money started yeah. was in the independent salon. Sure. Totally. Yeah. A million percent. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. are yeah. now, like, it's out to mass consumer and all of that stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's gone big. Yeah. yeah. The independent salon mm -hmm. has fueled so much of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's been nothing Give given back, back mm -hmm. to help them be successful. Awesome. Well, it's and the one thing of my is, secret favorite topics. Yeah. Like, yeah. You have, I mean, as a salon owner, I have had manufacturers walk in, for instance, and they're like, oh, you know, your business is amazing. Yeah. Sell my product, put it on yeah. your shelf, and we're going to give you this, this, and that. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, this is all the stuff that I need. And they're like, okay, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. And then they put the product on the shelf and, and they leave. Gone. And it's time for that to stop. So in our business, and this is working with, so I talked about Tim Humphreys. Mm -hmm. Tim and I have been working together He's in sales, okay. and then me being the salon owner, mm -hmm. and our relationship actually started when we weren't. There was no money being exchanged, sure, sure, right? Yeah. He was a sales consultant for a, for a yeah. distributor. Mm -hmm. Like I was, we didn't even live in the same city. Yeah. So we start having these conversations. We start looking at implementing different kinds of practices in the business because mm -hmm. people, and they've talked about it when they've talked about it when we've been here, mm -hmm. is that hairdressers will say, you know, we're not salespeople. Hairdressers will say this and this yeah. and that. Mm -hmm. And really, the industry has just given up. Right. Like, on anything changing, on salon Big owners time. changing, hairdressers yeah. changing, yeah. anything Big like time. that. Yeah. We know that the reason that that's happening is because the conversations are the same. We keep yeah. having the same conversations yeah. and the results don't change yeah. because we're having the same conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So what we've done is we've begun to implement very fundamental, very simple mm -hmm. practices yeah. at Fringe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we follow something called Care Factor, for instance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Care Factor is the percentage of guests walking out the door with retail. Sure. Right? Okay. Yeah. So of one person when of 10 people yeah one person walking out the door with retail would be 10 percent yeah right, right? Yeah. so in most salons and we know this because we work with a lot of salons mm -hmm. in most salons care factor percentage of guests walking out the door with retail mm -hmm. is between eight and twelve percent mm -hmm. so you're lucky if one yeah. person for every 10, 10 is people. walking out yeah. right. right so our care factor at fringe over the whole entire year yeah. is 43%. That's We're awesome. putting in some practices right now where our care factor is actually over 50%. So yeah. five people out of 10 are walking out the door with retail. Yeah. The reason that that's important is it's not, a lot of people have gotten, I feel like there's this big fight that's gone on mm -hmm. between like manufacturers and salons and mm -hmm. distribution yeah. and all these people are fighting, right? right. Care, home care, mm -hmm. at the yeah. end of the day, yeah. is that piece that a guest needs in order to take care of their hair at home. Right. If we really want to make people feel beautiful, right. it's not about the day that they're in the salon. Yeah. It's about every day that they're not in the salon yeah. and being able to create it themselves. Yeah. We've all talked about that like for that. such a long yeah. time. Yeah. But we haven't, mm -hmm. we haven't done anything different yeah. to help create that world so mm -hmm. what we're building is really the tools yeah. right. to give the hairdresser and the independent hair salon the tools that they yeah. need mm -hmm. to be able to take back the business mm -hmm. yeah. and be confident mm -hmm. yeah. so we don't have to worry about Amazon you know I have an Ulta directly across the street from yeah. my salon mm -hmm. there's not one bit of that that scares me right. if we're doing what we need to do if we're doing do, your job it shouldn't be a problem no yeah. it, it doesn't scare me at all mm -hmm. so if I am essentially you know I'll talk a lot about um, influencer takedown sure okay mm -hmm. and yep. this influencer takedown mm -hmm. gets in people's heads and and mm -hmm. makes them think like well, what do you mean you want to like take down all the influencers and yeah. i'm like well if they're not influencing in a positive direction then yes yeah, yeah. get rid of it mm -hmm. yeah but part of the way that we have influence in this industry is because of the activity of social media because of increased right. sales practices percent. yeah in major beauty yeah. stores and big yeah. box stores sure you have people who are influencing our consumers yeah 
every all single all day. day. Yeah. We have to take that back. Yeah. And so we're developing systems, practices, education sure. to yeah, be the help people be the greatest influence in their destiny. Because yeah. Yeah. I think influence. we forget, you know, we talk about this in our own salons. Yeah. I think what we forget is retail isn't about you. Retail's for the guests, right? It's all for them. It's all about taking care of their needs when they get home yeah. and having that consistency of service. You used a one-liner. It was, we care for their hair today and then and then we help them take care of it for the rest of their month or something like that. Did you remember what you said on that rant? I don't know exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah. We have to, that day in the chair, that right. day that the, yeah. the at home or ugh, making a guest feel beautiful yeah. is not about the day that they're in the salon. Yeah. It's right. about every day that they're outside of the salon. Right. right. I, love, I love that. And that's the reality. So at that point, what's the difference what store is across the street right now? I've got a person sitting here, you know, who wants to feel good so they can praise me. And that makes me feel great, right? (laughs) (laughs) But we keep talking about, like, we're screaming fear into the industry. Amazon, you know, this big company just released its new at-home hair color thing. You know, and we're talking about this like it matters. It right. doesn't matter Agreed. if we stop focusing outward on Agreed. all of this BS. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. It only matters. If you know what to do. Yeah, it only matters right. when you're not doing your job. That's right. Right. Well, but do they know what their job is? Sure. Because when right. I ask people, yeah. what industry are you in? What do they say? I'm a hairdresser. I'm a hairdresser. Yeah. I'm in the beauty industry. Yeah. What industry are we in? Yeah. We're in a care business. Are we? I want your answer. Yeah. What type of industry are we in? I think we're in the hospitality industry. That's how I like to I look at it. I think we're in the what service is, industry. Yeah, service industry. I like hospitality. I yeah. yeah. I think we're here to serve people and each other. Yeah. So I'm curious. Yeah, what do you think? This is a sales industry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair this enough. This is a sales industry, Fair period. Enough. And it comes down to, you know, people will hear sales and they get, yeah. yeah. But think about it like this. Mm-hmm. So guest is in the consultation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hairdresser's delivering a consultation. And guest brings in a picture of Kim Kardashian sure. and she is bleach blonde. Yeah. Right. And the hairdresser in their mind literally either vomits, mm. yeah. they get pissed because now yeah. they've got to try to talk this person out of this. Yeah. Right. Like all of this stuff. The hairdresser yeah. needs to now sell the right. client away from their bad idea. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the hairdresser doesn't yeah. have the confidence right, or feel strong enough yeah. to be able to do it. So what do they do? Mm-hmm. They try to do it. They try they to do it. Mess it up. They knew it wasn't yeah. going to work, but they <laughs> yep. try to do it. Yeah. And now everybody's mad. Yeah. Well, right? the, the funny part is, is I think that we neglect to remember we are salespeople in almost everything we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a, a good mentor yeah. a while back. His name was Eric. And he would have the same kind of conversation with people about, well, I'm not a salesperson. You mm-hmm. know, I'm a hairdresser, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, no, you're a salesperson. Mm-hmm. You know, you sell broccoli to little kids. You tell them it's tr- little tiny trees and you put cheese on top of it. You sold yourself to somebody. Hey, I'm, I'm really the best guy for you. You got to go out with me. You know, we'll have a good time. You know, we sell stuff all day, mm-hmm. right. whether it's ourselves, whether we sell broccoli, you know, it doesn't make any difference. Well, I sell my wife on we should watch a TV show yeah. because it's better than the TV show she wants to watch. Yeah. Right? But I, I like your point, like as I'm just sitting pondering on it, because it it allows me to shift like, you know, and I love this. I actually wrote a book called Shop Talk. It's what the podcast is named after. Mm-hmm. The first part of the book, it says this is a book about selling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably still shy away from telling people that it's the sales industry because it's almost as if I'm trying to lure them in yeah. in some way to go, look, we're going to talk about 
But the reality is, if you could shift mentally, you would come at it, there would be an entirely different approach. The person that I'm looking at sitting in front of me right now looks more like a sales consultant or an executive than a purebred hairdresser, mm -hmm. you, right? That's what I see. But I know it comes with a mindset and that mindset would bring you, I'm, I'm analyzing, right? Just having a, having a brainstorm out in the open here on podcast. That would have, that mindset has to bring you to your chair in a different, with an entirely different set of intentions, best intention for your person, but also with an understanding of, a, you're gonna approach everything differently. Beliefs affect our actions and behaviors, behaviors affect our outcomes. So I really, I really like, as I'm just listening to this, not just the, yes, you're a salesperson too, but like the straight up, we're in the sales industry. I like it. I'm enjoying this. So you're, you're in agreement? Yeah, why not? Okay. You converted yeah. them. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and I watched it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel almost as if I've been reborn. Yeah, you feel a big weight yeah, off your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good job. This is your next book. <laughs> in the making. Yeah. Um, I know you can't give us too much, but you're developing an education program around this. Is that correct? There will be education aspects to it. It's a, it's, it has several different facets, but Perfect. the um, company is called Fuse Republic, and it really is more, you talked about a mission earlier. Uh -huh. yeah. I really wish that Tim is actually here at this conference. I wish yeah. that he was oh. down here talking to us. Yeah. Um, Me he's too. somebody that you guys should talk to. He's mm -hmm. just, it's unbelievable. We'll do another one on Zoom or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable yeah. Um, where his mind's at. Great. But So Fuse Republic mm -hmm. is the company, yeah. and um, Fuse is coming from a space of, being by the people for the people. Mm -hmm. Really at the end of the day, mm -hmm. what everyone has tried to convince us of, and mm -hmm. they've been doing it to me for years as a hairdresser, as a salon owner. Mm -hmm. We've been trying to convince people that this isn't the way that it is. Mm -hmm. So what Fuse Republic is about is about breaking down those walls and it's not a mission. And this mm -hmm. is what Tim really needs to speak to this, but yeah. it's not mm -hmm. a mission. Fuse Republic is a movement. Mm -hmm. okay. Movement has action behind it. Mm -hmm. Mission sure. is an idea, it's mm -hmm. a dream. Mm -hmm. Movement has action behind it. It's a movement to not just the belief, but the action that it takes to mm -hmm. do what needs to be done so that we can crawl out of the space of 67% of businesses running unprofitably yeah. and the average hairdresser making between 24 and $27,000 right. a year. Yeah. It's just That's not awesome. the way that yeah. it should be. And we as an industry, mm -hmm. everyone in this industry, yeah. this billion, multi-billion dollar yeah. industry should yeah. not be okay yeah. with the fact that those are the statistics. I love yeah. it when she gets riled up. Yeah, me too, yeah. me too. <laughs> Um, you can't see it because we're on podcast, but the hands are going. And, I, I, yeah. I love this too. So, God, I feel like we could be having this conversation all day long. Ashley, mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining us as we typically wind our podcast down. John, uh, do you have a last question or something you want to ask Ashley? You know, it's my new favorite question of the month. Um, a lot of our listeners are people in cosmetology school, people coming out of school, and they're going to enter the industry. They're 19, they're 20 years old. If you had the opportunity to tell your 19 or 20 year old self something oh, that you've learned along the way, what would it be? Mm. Gosh. Probably, not probably. Shut up and do it. Yeah. Just shut up and do it. Done. Stop with the excuses. Stop with all, and if you say, no, it's not an excuse, it's a reason, that's even more of an excuse. Okay. Shut up and do it. 
Love it. Love it. Thank Love you. it. Um, anything you feel like we left on the table for this conversation that needs to be said? No, the only thing that I'd ask is just um, they can follow Ashley Caliber yep. Williams on Instagram. Perfect. They can also follow at Fuse Republic on Instagram. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, as these things launch and yep. people get excited about it, there yeah. are people that are there ready to, yeah. to see it and have an, have an opportunity to grow. And we really can grow this movement that is to take down yep. all of the, you know, lack of profitability in this industry. Right. Yeah, fantastic. Awesome. Well, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give Ashley a follow. She's got a great inspirational page, beautifully mm -hmm. branded, and I'm seeing your popping a lot of great quotes and a lot of great copy and thoughts that are written around it. So it's it's being fully developed beautifully. So give her a follow. And um, this is definitely a voice you're going to want to have in your ear. With that being said, if you enjoyed this podcast, also give us a follow on Instagram mm -hmm. at 124.go. John, what else do we need the group we to do? We need, you You know what you need to do. Don't, what do you need to don't do? Don't play coy with me. You <laughs> need to write a five-star wicked good review. It better be wicked and it better be five stars. And the phone's in your hand. Start typing. Just type. You've got the phone sitting in your hand right now. In fact, What's the you don't have to type. I think you just have to hit the five on the star thing. It's that, like you just hit the hit five. Hit the five star. It's not like you got to hit done. five of them. You just but leave us a good comment. We'll share your comment, too. Yeah, we'll awesome. share your comment, too. Yeah. Uh, again, Ashley, thank you so much for having this conversation. Thanks to the listeners, and uh, what a great uh, uh, episode this was. We'll see you all soon somewhere. Yeah, Bye, we'll everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you, ma'am. You were awesome. Talk about